Welcome to the Health and Wealth Power Hour, the podcast provides you with the knowledge and insights you need to achieve physical, mental, and financial well-being. I'm your host, Arlen Pickett, a business consultant who's passionate about helping people achieve a more balanced and healthier life. Each week, we'll deep dive into topics related to health and wealth, including retirement income planning, innovative healthcare solutions, alternative funded health plans, and specific actions individuals and business owners can take to gain control of their finances, have access to affordable quality health care, and achieve peace of mind. We'll also be joined by innovative experts who will share their knowledge and insights on prevalent topics. So, whether you're looking to grow your wealth or improve your health, you've come to the right place. Get ready to be informed, inspired, and empowered. Let's get started. All right, and welcome to the Health and Wealth Power Hour. I am the aforementioned host, Harlan Pickett. It is great to have you with us today. Well, we have got an outstanding episode for you today. We are going to dig deep into subjects that a lot of times people don't even know where to turn to. Uh, we, we are lucky to have Jenny Herbacek with us today. She is the author of the book, Cancer Free, Are You Sure? And she does a lot on the preventative side, the different testing and things you can do to make sure that uh, you get ahead of cancer. Uh, we're going to talk about some, uh, we, we kind of coordinated through email on what I thought was a very interesting article about why uh, some folks say we shouldn't screen healthy people for early detection. Uh, I, I really am interested to to see what you you uh, thought about that because I was blown away by them saying, nah, don't worry about it until you're sick. Eh, who cares? Uh, we're also going to jump in a little bit of stem cells today too. So we got a lot of things to talk about. I hope you guys listen to the whole episode. Uh, don't forget, if you're looking for very specific parts of it, uh, you can look in the comments on and, and find certain parts if you're interested in just a certain section of today's show. All right. Well, Jenny, welcome aboard Health and Wealth Power Hour. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I do want to jump in right off the bat on that article that I sent you by outofpocket.health that said, why we don't screen healthy people to catch diseases early. And they wrote a whole article on all the negative, gloom, despair, and agony on me reasons we don't do it because we would literally, we'd kill more people than we saved is what the article said. Well, they obviously don't believe in the body's ability to heal. And their healing is going to come from a pharmace pharmaceutical bottle or um, a surgery or some other sort of modality. And I'm telling you, the body can heal. And we all know that early intervention and prevention is the best defense. Absolutely. In fact, that's exactly what your entire book Cancer Free, Are You Sure is about is a huge list of various different tests that you can do to hit it off at the pass, as it were, uh, sure. to catch it before it's even a thing. Uh, you know, obviously, there are some screenings out there available, but it seems like most of them only catch cancers. And in particular, we'll talk about cancers mm -hmm. after they're there. Correct. Correct. And the whole cancer paradigm has come from years of them conditioning us to think that that the that the c word is an 
oh no, it's a life-changing thing. You, you, we, we attribute, we associate it with death. We picture people with no hair. We picture people on, you know, with, with blue, you know, the hospital gowns with the, with the ivy poles walking down the hall with no hair or a terrible looking turban. And that's what we think. And I'm going to tell you the reason why we think that is because we have been waiting for all the lumps and bumps to show up. And once you get to a point, because I said cancer is a silent, it's a silent disease, man. You don't know that you have it until you get, you feel a lump or you start getting some symptoms. I have a, a really dear, dear friend of mine that called me one day, actually about six months ago, and he thought he had kidney stones. So um, I said, well, drink the apple cider vinegar and the olive oil. And we were just doing some home remedies. And I thought, surely he'll pass this thing. If not, you need to go to the emergency room. Oh, my goodness. Well, it turned out not to be kidney stones. It turned out to be prostate cancer that had got into the pelvic bones that had got into the bladder that had traveled up the ureter into the kidney. So he could not urinate. And I'm telling you this man a year ago, well, it's been six months now, six months before that he was out running several miles a day. He was traveling the world. He's an evangelist preaching the gospel. He, you know, was speaking, he'd be on, if he wasn't over in Africa or Mexico, he was flying to Chicago and flying here and flying there super active and didn't until he got that first symptom that he couldn't urinate, then, you know, he thought he had a kidney stone. He didn't know. And I will tell you, it kind of took my breath away when I realized what he had. And I said, my gosh, I said, I have a kit on the box, on the shelf at my little wellness center that we could have found this four or five years ago. And we could have prevented so much suffering for this gentleman um, his, you know, he was at the point where I'll just, I'll just, if you want, I'll just finish. I'll just tell you what, were what happened. Sure. He went to the, to the normal oncologist and they said, you know, you've got so much cancer here. I mean, it was in the, in the ribs. I mean, it was up in the, the base of the skull. It was everywhere. And they said, you've got so much prostate cancer here that we can give you chemo, but you know, it's not going to cure you. And you, you know, we can get you a few more months. So when he called me and he told me that, I said, well, we're not going to accept that. <laughs> we're going to do some other things. So first of all, I just, I, we, we, I love a product called Velasta. It's, I don't make money. I mean, I don't have anything to do with the company, but we, I put him on that because it puts out the fire. And he, this man within like 10 days or so of having this kidney pain thing, he got to where he couldn't get off the sofa. He was so fatigued. The cancer just had reached a level to where his bowl, his bowl was full. And it was overflowing and he was so busy with his life and working his calendar. He had no idea. And his labs, you know, they just his regular CBC labs and everything were fine. Uh, and his, and I guess his PSA, he hadn't had checked in a few years, but it just, just shot up to, you know, like 600. It was huge. And, it, and I'm seeing that post COVID a lot of people who had something that was just so simmering, just, you know, but the body was keeping it in check. After COVID, it's like it's so, so many issues are just just exploding with and they're just driving with such power and they're just, you know, overwhelming people anyway. So we he did a fundraiser. We raised enough money to send him out to Arizona. They're pretty integrative in that state. And he did some low dose chemotherapies. He did a bunch of they cleaned his blood and they, they worked with him for three months and he came back. And just last week, I got a text from him that they'd given him a plan of care 
that they wanted him to come back to Texas where he lives. He's out of the Dallas area. And they said, you've got to get an oncologist here because his, his insurance wouldn't pay for any of the integrative stuff. Right. They just wouldn't pay for it. nothing that was healing, would they pay for. But anyway, this allopathic, just regular oncologist looked at his before scan and the scan now. And he said, you did this in three months, your body, you got rid of this much cancer. He'd never seen it before. And he literally said, Hey, I'll be happy to, to support you in this plan, you know, and he's going to follow him. Um, but the reality is, unless you have a lot of money, it's hard for the normal person to, to access, you know, um, a more gentler approach. And, and this man, we, he, his life is, man, it is extended. He's back to a point now where if he did have to do some regular chemo, he's back in the, in the class of a normal cancer patient because it was off the chart. And so that's the kind of things I see. And then I think, gosh, should I just go around to everyone I think and say, would you like to have an Oncotrace test? Please come by on Tuesday. You know, that's how I feel because I promise you, those people who wrote that article have never had a cancer diagnosis. If they had, everybody I know that, everyone I know that gets a cancer diagnosis, and I'm, and I'm going to say everyone with a grain of salt, because I'm sure there are a few people they ask the doctor, how bad is it? That's like sure. the first thing they want to know. How bad is it? Except for me, I said, how long have I had this? Because I thought I, I, that was just my question. But the, most people say, how bad is it? Well, wouldn't you want to know that, oh, it's, you know, very small instead of, oh my gosh, it's, you know, four centimeters or two and a half centimeters. And then this morning, I spoke to a lady, I was up visiting someone in the hospital and she's concerned about her, her parents having cancer. It runs in their family and they went to their doctor and their doctor said they can't, he can't do any kind of scan or anything for them because they don't have any symptoms that qualify him to mark it down. So it gets paid for, you know, by insurance. And, and I'm telling you, if you've ever had a cancer diagnosis, you don't ever, it, it's something you wouldn't wish on even someone that you don't like like somebody that has been really mean to you, <laughs> you wouldn't even wish it on them because it's just, it's, it's a spiritual terrorist. It gets after your mind. And so when people say, well, let me tell you this. So when we do early testing, there is always, there's always the test, the chance that you're going to get a diagnosis or you're going to get a, a positive that says there's a problem brewing and the person's going to run down to MD Anderson and they're not going to find it. Which, you know what I say to that? I say, hallelujah, praise the Lord. That is outstanding. I wish that I had been told I had it that early when it doesn't show up on a scan. Uh, because I've never seen anyone that had a positive where they have the, the antibodies on the, in their bloodstream for prostate or breast or lung where it didn't continue. And they get, they finally get it big enough to be seen unless um, they did some things because the body can heal. It'll, you can turn this around. Um, there's a new scan. I think it's, I forget the name of it. There's a new scan that's out that they're just starting to promote that says they can find it really, really small. And cancer is horrible, man. If it's tiny and you can just have someone go in there and go bloop, and take it out and then go back. But like, you know, you're the health and wealth power hour. You, you have to, you have to feed your body. You have to restore your health. You have to get rid of all the stragglers, I call them, their stragglers are left behind. So you don't get a metastasis. Um, and then, you know, even, even when they talk about no testing, I have, I will tell you this, I've never seen someone who had cancer 
I don't care what kind it was that came into our office and we ran a test and we didn't find some of those straggler cells in their, in their, in their body. And that is what is driving the recurrence levels that we have in this country. And it's really hard to find those statistics because they don't want you to know that right. so many people are having it come back because it would show what their therapy was not successful. It wasn't a complete thing. So I always tell people, Hey, if you had cancer, I will, I will tell you once you've had cancer and you have to go for those yearly reports, you know, yearly scans or blood work, you just, every year you think, okay, every February I got to go. And every February you get so stressed because you're just waiting for the phone to ring to see if you're clear. And we don't have to live that way. That's that system. You know, and if, and there, I'll tell you, there are people who want that system. They believe in it. Their faith is in it. So I'm like, then that's where you stay. You live over there. But for those who want to do more, they want to feed their body. They want to put out the inflammation that's 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 driving. They want to try and do some things that, I mean, our, our DNA has just been assaulted in the last few years. Um, they want to try and do some things to help with that. Then then come over. We're happy to talk to you. We don't, we are definitely wellness minded. I mean, that's, that's just the way it is. So I think I answered a lot of questions there. In yeah, one. you did. Yeah, you did. And, and you know, I, one of the things that I want to point out, you, you alluded to it just a little bit in what you were talking about there, how you ask a different question, because you're talking about this situation with cancer and what a horrible diagnosis is from experience, because right. it did happen to you. You started going down this pathway after you were giving a, given a diagnosis and your first question was different. Like you said, not how long have I got, but how long have I had this? Why wasn't it detected earlier? I've been right. doing the things that were supposed to detect this, right? I've been going to my yearlies and getting this. Why are you telling me this now? It didn't just show up. You knew it right. didn't just show up. Right. There had to be other indicators. Why now? That was right. a question you asked. Yes. And they told me I'd had it for seven to 10 years. Um, and I was literally in shock because, you know, we, we're, we're taught to trust these people. But what we what we have to understand is anyone who goes into medicine, they do have a heart to help people. I mean, doctors, they sure. they they saved my life with antibiotics in 2018 when I got this flesh eating bacteria. But there are things that, that their hands are tied and they are more into what's in their tool bag. And if you open up their medical bag, it's, they look at your symptoms and they reach in there and they pull out whatever, whatever drug therapy is going to match up and help you with that, that symptom. Whereas, you know, the way, the way we really should be looking at it is we should always be targeting inflammation. And, and our world is so, so, so um, pro inflammation. When, when I was diagnosed, I was going to jazzercise I had three kids. They were in high school. One was on the U.S. developmental figure skating team. I mean, I was going and blowing. Um, my husband was elected official. We were going to dinners, but I was eating a lot of processed food and eating at a lot of banquet dinners. And um, probably at that point, I'm not even sure I had a vitamin. I don't think I was taking any vitamin D, which is so important. Um, there were so many things I wasn't doing, but I was going to my yearly checkup. I mean, I was going to my yearly checkup. I was getting my yearly mammograms and I was doing what I thought I was supposed to do. And, um, you know, and then I've talked to a lady yesterday, actually, she's a, a PA from up in Oklahoma. And she said her husband has recurrent melanoma 
and meaning he had a melanoma a few years ago. It was, it was excised, removed. They had clean margins and now he's very sick and the lymph nodes that are enlarged are saying it's recurrent melanoma. So I'm trying to explain to this allopathically trained physician's assistant how this happened because she's like, we eat great. We do this. We do that. And she's we eat organic and we don't eat corn and just all this stuff. I said, look, what, what you didn't understand is that cutting out that little and her, the, the guy's little melanoma, she said was like three to four millimeters. It was very small. What you don't understand is that that thing had blood perfusion and, and it was part of him and now those just if one one cell was left behind in the bloodstream, it can come back. And I'll just say, if you had come, if I had known you at that time, we could have done a test. We'd have seen it. And there's a couple of therapies we could have done to 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 block that from growing. And let me tell you, she's going to be doing what I do now because she sees how this is affecting her family and they were doing everything right. I mean, they both were like. I think they've served in the military or do, and they have all their checkups and, and how, how would he get, you know, a recurrence of melanoma? Just, it seems unbelievable when he's, you know, can do all these push-ups and sit-ups. You think of how strong our, you know, our military guys are, and this happened to him. So when, when people say no testing, I'm thinking, mm, you know, you're taking a chance when we have, this is a new world. 2023, the 20th century, we have tools that we can use. And in fact, I have a lady here in our community that went and got a mammogram and then they did, they, and then they did the ultrasound and they wanted to do a biopsy. So she called me and she goes, I don't want to do a biopsy because you know, Harlan, people are afraid of biopsies. Uh, yeah, what if they find something, right? Now, yeah. what, what if they find something? Then what am I going to do? Yeah, and they're like, "Is it the biopsy going to going to cause it to spread all over my body?" But what they don't understand, it already it already is. It's already part of you, you know. So don't be afraid of that. That's not really the reason. The reason would be is that when they go in there, they tell you they're just going to take a little piece, but they it's not a little piece. It's like this big clicker thing that they it's a prod. <laughs> Looks like a cattle prod, I think. And they stick it in you, but then your body does what? It sends growth factor to that area to, to heal it. So if there's an unhealthy cells there, guess what you're doing? You know, you're you're stimulating them to grow. But anyway, she did our test and it came back with zero circulating tumor cells. Um, but two of the markers were, were slightly positive, which meant she is on a path to having to having, you know, having a breast cancer diagnosis. So boy, she is so excited because. She had, you know, they saw something on the mammogram. She, I think she did go for the biopsy. And I told, I told her, I said, I doubt they'll be able to find it. They, they, they may be able to, but you do have something going. So, so let's, let's try and turn this around. Let's activate your body. Um, and, uh, you know, we've got a lot of things that we do at our little clinic that can help her to just change the trajectory of where she's going, because that's the problem. And we don't, we don't think about, well, I, I don't know that we value testing, in our country, if we have to pay for it, we really only want what's covered by insurance. And we think, and we, and we just, I'm going to tell you, we're all, everyone's lives are so busy that we feel like we, we don't want to take that responsibility. So we just leave that in the doctor's responsibility. You know, my doctor's going to do the test that I need. Right. And, you know, and you got to understand your doctors are looking for things that he can treat. He's not going to find something before he has any something he can do for it. If it's very so small, they're, they're not going to find it. They don't want to yeah. find it because 
they have nothing to sell you. Yeah, but you mentioned something else there that I think that people overlook, and that is the health insurance side of it. Uh, because in this country, we've been brainwashed to believe health insurance and health care are the same thing. Right. And it's really the administration of our health care, mm-hmm. typically by an insurance plan, that right. makes us feel like this whole thing sucks. I have no control. I can't even get what I'm supposed to. I mean, how many times have we seen a doctor say somebody needs this? And the right. health plan says, no, I'm sorry, we're not going to oh. cover that. So yeah. you're not, you're not going to have it now, right? Because of what you just said. Well, how much right. is that test? Well, that test is $5,000. Well, I don't, I, I ain't got $5,000. So I'm not going to, not going to do that if the insurance right. is not going to cover it. And right. we're just listening. So even when the doctor does want to do something for early detection, many times because there's not a diagnosis, there's not anything to point him that direction. Insurance is simply not going to cover it. So he just throws his hands up and said, no one's going to buy it anyway, unless you've got a whole bunch of money. And typically they may know their client well enough to know if they've got enough money to even tell them, here, you can go over to Harvest Health Center and get this test done. Um, But those are the things people face every single day. It is. And I'll tell you, I had in the last month, 30 days, I've had two women come in that when I looked at them and the amount of of breast cancer and the size of what was growing there, I I literally looked out the window and saw the freeway. And I said, you need to get on that freeway. You need to head down to MD Anderson because you need, you need the big guns, get this tumor. I'm like, what have you been doing for the last five years since you've known you had this? Well, they're doing muscle testing. They're holding a supplement and doing the muscle testing to see if it's good for them, bad for them. They're, they're taking um, just all kinds of supplements that they read on the internet that say that this person took fenbenazole and their cancer went away. And this one, this person did mistletoe and their cancer went away. So they have like counters and shopping bags full of all this stuff, but, but they're not, it's not personalized and and their cancer keeps growing. But so reason I bring this up is these two ladies, I I encourage them. I said, look, you're going to go down there. They're going to, they're going to give you hopefully an immune type therapy because you're both hormone driven. It's oral. It's going to suck for a year. But when you get rid of that, come see us and we will check your immune system. We'll check you for natural killer cells, dendritic cells, all the cells that gobble up cancer and help to stimulate other cells to gobble up cancer. We can rebuild your immune system in the lab and and reinfuse it into you so that you're not out here with no defenses. You know, it's like all your all of your your army and your Navy and your Marines are on leave. So I followed up with both of these ladies. They're both doing well, except for that. One was put on iBrands. I think they were both put on iBrands. And it was like $1,600 was their copay a month for the medication to save their life. I said, are you kidding me? And one man, one husband was really mad at me. He said, you sent us down here and we have to pay $1,600. I'm like, you know, it's been five years, sir. You're five years into this. You know, I my book is all about early detection. I if, I would have, we would have found this at year two or three, not when the tumor is the size of your wife's breast. And I said, I said, please, you're the person I wrote you. I wrote my book for your wife because no one needs to be in this situation. And and now you're about to pay this money every month. But the thing is, they did say her tumor, her, her, I saw her. She's not, it's not as purple and mottled and it, it just, she looks so much better um, and it's going to work. And I said, we'll call the company and try and get them, you know, get on there. They have some of the company, some of the pharmaceuticals will have like a scholarship type program that will right. help. But 
But why does any drug cost $1,600 a month when they're <laughs> serving it to th you know, thousands, hundreds and thousands of people? That just, it's just wrong. <laughs> we know, we all know it doesn't cost that much to make it. And I know they did research, but you know, like I'm in business to really help people because it's my personal mission. It's out of a desire because something touched my life. And I understand it's big business, but that just seems when you're trying to help people and then you tell them this is how I actually have another lady I spoke to Monday night at a dinner. She has uh, lung cancer and the, and they, they had told her they had nothing to help her just, you know, get her affairs in order. And anyway, then she called me and she said, Hey, they called me. They said they found a mutation in my tumor and there's a drug for me. So I was like, fantastic. I said, that is awesome. I said, you know, cause we had given her a vitamin C drip and I said, we're happy to support you as you go through this, but she had stage four lung cancer when I met her. Same thing for $1,600 must be the magic number because her, she told me a number just like that. And she goes, and I said, well, did you start the therapy? And she said, oh no, I don't have the $1,600 a month. And I said, what, you know, it's just, it's just terrible what we're doing to people. Well, well, yeah, we can send all this money overseas and we can waste all this money in our, in our precious Americans that are here, that are paying taxes or having to deal with this. It, it just doesn't seem right. No, I, I agree. And then let's just say that you do have an insurance plan and they decide they're not covering that medication. Right. That's, that, right. that's the end of the story, right? There's not enough. There's an appeal process that can take right. months and then maybe... But what they typically do is if they do accept it, they put it at a tier level where it's still right at that same kind of price. So, yeah, right. they'll help you out, but typically it's not really being helped out. Uh, right. You know, there's just so many, you're right, there's so many blocks that people face in trying to get treatment. But typically it seems like those blocks happen when they're further down the road, right? So you're talking about early detection. Tell us a little bit about what, what that really looks like. Early detection is an easy thing to say, but what would that look sure. like if someone wanted to get a test? If someone said, you know what? I have it in my family. I'm only 36 years old, but I'm concerned about this. Is it sure. too early for me even to look at it? Uh, you know, my sure. dad had it, but he was 60. So if I'm only 36 now, do I need to worry about it? I want the answer to that question. And I want to know, well, what would they actually do? Okay, so we have my favorite test is a test called an Onco Trace, and it's a blood test. And we have a little vial, and they come in and we draw their blood. The test costs eight hundred euros, which used to be seven hundred and twenty dollars. Now with the dollar dropping, it's you know it's whatever the dollar is that day. It's a little, it's like eight sixty, um, and they pay that. We do not upcharge the test at all from the lab. They we put their we put the vial number in. We make a port in our portal. We put in all their information. They pay it directly to the lab. All they pay us is an office fee for for doing this for them because this is my ministry is to help people with this. And it may seem like a lot, but let me tell you what all you get on that test. They they test for hematological cancers. They look for some markers that are would be on in the bloodstream that would be like for leukemia or lymphomas. So you're you're testing for a bunch of stuff there. Um, on the result, you get a page back that says, uh, actually, we've never found anyone that was positive for those. Everybody's always negative, 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 because those cancers are a little more rare and those people get sick usually pretty fast and they never come looking. Um, but on the second page, those are your solid surface tumors. And they have um, a, the, some of the 
some of the markers are like a, they have different letters. So like for an example, PAN-CK, uh, the MUC1, uh, they're just, which is the MUC1 is, is for breast cancer. Um, there's a marker for melanoma. So like, so the gentleman I talked about earlier, if we run this test on him, we probably would have been able to tell him and his wife, Hey, you've still got some cells here. Let's, let's do something about this. Okay. Anyway. Um, so melanoma, sarcoma, renal, lung, any type of endothelial, epithelial cancer, um, breast, prostate, and that's a whole page. And it just tells you if any of those markers are found. And that's what people don't get it is that we took, we're taking the blood out of their arm. We're not taking any tumor tissue. We're just doing a simple blood test. And they're actually doing that at all the big hospitals now, but they're doing it. They're pulling the blood and they're sending it off and they're having the genomic profile of the, of the tumor checked so that they can try and figure out what drug to sell to people, what drug works best for them. It's a predicted, um, um, predicted success. Um, anyway, so they will, they'll, they take it out of the, out of the arm and people haven't really connected the dots that, wow, you know, this patient has, a tumor in the colon, but yet they took my blood and they're going to give me this whole report on my tumor. So they've been doing that for quite a few years at the big hospitals. But when we say we're going to take a blood sample and tell them, they're like, oh, how can you do that? That can't be. But it, it, we can be, it can be. There's, you know, I love research genetic cancer center because they're consistent. They've been around for over 20 years and they got, they've got providers and I mean, almost every country, like I'm going out there, they've invited me back in September to Switzerland and there'll be doctors there from India and Africa and Germany. And, and they're all just these integrative guys and gals that are just helping people. Um, so, so that test will tell us any solid surface tumor markers we find or any hematological. And I love it when I get them back and it's all negative. If it's positive, not only will it, it'll show us what markers are positive, it'll give us a cell count on how many they found in that sample that we sent over. So as you work towards regenerating and healing your body, you can see that number go down. It's kind of a benchmark. Like we have a gentleman in our office that comes that has, um, he, had met, he had metastatic uh, prostate cancer because now his bone scan is clear and he's doing so good. But he asked me, he said, can, Jenny, can we, can we run that? cancer blood tests on my wife. I'm like, absolutely. I said, let's do it. Let's make sure she's good. I said, I, she, I said, now that you're getting better, you want her to live out, you know, long life with you. So we drew her blood, came back and you should see the smiles on their faces. It is so much. And most people are negative, but if you're that person that has had a stressful event um, in your life, something has happened or you had some exposures to chemicals or whatever, and you, and you just draw the unlucky straw and you end up having a diagnosis. I would rather us be the one to find it than you getting sick and having to go to the ER and then they're going to find it because when, when you find it, you're in the driver's seat, you know, you know, we'll look at it and say, okay, this is no big deal. I would, I tell people all the time that they'll kind of go, some people will panic and I'll say, wait a minute, I would love to have been you. I'd probably still have my breast tissue. If I had, if someone had helped me the way, way you just, if I had had to my hands and, and, and the, just the knowledge from this test, I would have never ended up where I ended up at. 
And so when they, when they look at it that way, because you really have to have a change of mind, a change of heart, you have to renew your mind and think cancer is not a death sentence, especially if you find it early, your body can regenerate. It can do, it can, you, you can die. A lot of people die with cancer. They don't even know they've had it. So, so that's the test. It's a blood test. It comes back in a four page report and we go over the results with people. So if say they really do have, um, they've got, let's say they've got prostate cancer, we can do something called an SOT. And again, we get a vial, we we take their blood, we send it over to the lab, takes about three weeks and they send us back a little therapy and SOT stands for supportive oleonucleotide therapy. And what it does is they have made this therapy that targets um, the targets the cancer cell to stop the production of a protein that the cancer cell has to have to divide. So it basically stops the cancer growth. And in the meantime, um, we can do all kinds of supplements that help that help that cause apoptosis. We can even do a test that will tell them which substances work great for them. IV vitamin C works great for almost everyone. And that little infusion, it takes 45 minutes. We order it, comes back, 45 minutes, they're in and out of the office. And we'll tell them, you know, don't put your head in the sand because you don't want to get a diagnosis, but let's let's do this like twice a year. That thing is about $1,300, but you just build it into your lifestyle. Because let me tell you, $1,300 every eight or nine months is way better than getting a cancer diagnosis. And the reason we repeat it is because we've stopped the growth pathway, but cancer cells are really, um, they're very kind of, they're sneaky. They want to grow. So if we, if we stop their growth pattern, they're going to mutate and grow another growth pattern. So we tell these people, okay, in six to seven months, come back in, we'll draw you again and we'll make you another one. I lived on SOTs for about since 2009, they came out with them in about 2011. And I did one every eight to nine months. I mean, for years. And when I had, when I actually went back to the oncologist and they wanted to put me back on chemotherapy because I had so much tumor burden. And I, I thought to myself, well, why would I go back to a therapy that failed me? It didn't really cure me. It just made me tumor free. It didn't make me cancer free. So I walked away, I changed my diet, I started getting in a sauna, and I started doing these SOT therapies. We still have them. They've been doing them for a long, long, I mean, for years, they make them for Lyme, they make them for Epstein-Barr virus, uh, but they make them for cancer, and it's personalized. So like, if you needed an SOT, and I needed an SOT, mine would not work for you, and yours would not work for me, because it's pers- it's a personalized therapy. It's, 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 it's what everyone deserves. It's a personalized approach. It's not cookbook medicine. Um, Then we have people who come in and they have a lot of cancer or they've had cancer and they still have these cells left in their bloodstream and they do not want to get a recurrence. We can do something called a Vaxocurie and it's not a vaccine, but it is named Vaxocurie. I'd like them to change that. But anyway, basically, first we check the patient's um, immune cell, their immune uh, panel. How many do they have dendritic cells that fight for cancer? I'm going to tell you, I've only had one person that had, that has a cancer diagnosis or had cancer or went through therapy that has any of those cells. They have none. That's why the cancer grew in the first place. Their immune system detect, the cancer cells uh, were able to evade detection. 
So we'll show them that. So this is your baseline. You, you don't have any T cells, any, any B cells, you don't have any memory cells. So let's get you some. So we have the lab will basically rebuild their immune system and they do it. Oh my gosh, Harlan, you got to hear this. So <laughs> I always thought this therapy was expensive. It's about $12,000, which is a lot of times what people's deductibles are, you know, five, $10,000 to do the whole series of the Vaxocurie to rebuild your immune system. And it comes with two sets of testing to make sure they, that you reach the markers. And if you don't, the lab makes you a whole nother series at no cost because they want you, they want you to be successful. But I talked to, I talked to a lot of people, as you can tell, I spoke to a lady about a week ago and she would, has had paid a hundred. Well, she started telling me about this immune therapy she was getting. And it sounded very much like the Vaxocurie where they, where we can take someone and, and they rebuild the immune system in the lab. And I said, could you send that over to me? She sent it over to me. I looked at it. She told me she paid $138,000 for this in Mexico. And she goes, you mean I could have had that for $12,000. I'm like, that's signed, sold and delivered. I mean, that's office fee. That's everything. And, and not only do we do it, we make sure that it works. And if it right. didn't work, I write a letter to the lab. They didn't read this, you know, this benchmark and they will, they will make you all three doses again. Whereas these people weren't even going to, she had nothing to check to make sure it worked. And I think she, well, I know she told me they were going to give her some chemotherapy like two weeks after and I said to her, doesn't, chem doesn't chemotherapy kill white blood cells? And they're going to give you back these new dendritic cells and natural killer cells. And I believe those are all white blood cells. I'm thinking, am I losing my mind? So I'm Googling just to make sure I'm not crazy. And she goes, yeah, they are. And I said, well, if I were you, I would put a shield of protection around those cells. I said, because you paid a lot of money for them and you need to give them time to work. And, you know, she was so glad that we met and I was able to just give her a little bit of, you know, insight, but, you know, she said, her doctor said, we just have to throw everything at it. And I'm like, no, no, you don't have to throw everything at it. You need to choose wisely and, and, and figure out what works in your budget. And, you know, we have people who just don't have much money and we work out stuff to help them as well, because it, it's, it's, it shouldn't be about money. No, you're right. And I think it, it well, 9.9 .9 out of 10 times it's about money yeah right yeah. i mean you you have that small percentage they could have afford 138,000 most people right. would have said that well i'm done i, I mean right. I, it wouldn't make any difference if it was guaranteed right it wouldn't matter 138,000 i ain't got it i ain't doing it just right yeah that this barrier is, is there yeah i asked her i said how did you, can i ask you something i said how did you pay for that she said, well, we had some silver and they sold it. I just thought, oh my gosh. Like I have a guy coming this next week for stem cells that he just wants a wellness therapy. He just wants to prevent being in this pot that we're talking about. These people find themselves in and, but see, he's making money because he sells cars, but it, but it seems a little different when you're, when you're selling wellness, when you're selling people's health is at risk. It just seems kind of strange that people have to come up with so much money to to just survive and then then the, and then it's dictated the protocols that they get and they have to get referrals and they have to jump through hoops and it takes them might be two or three weeks before they can get the appointment and it's it's stressful not it's it's, it's hard to be sick that's why i'm in the wellness business so i say prevent. Well, but it, but it's <laughs> it's it's hard it's hard to be sick 
but it, it's hard to stay well. And, and what I mean by that is for so many people, just the cost of the co-pays to go see someone, or if you're in a high deductible plan without any co-pays, or let's just say that you're on some type of maintenance medication, and those are so expensive you can't afford those. Uh, right. you know, a report that just came out here last week showed that in 2021, over 9 million Americans between 18 and 64, we're not talking about Medicare age, between right. 18 and 64, right. over 9 million Americans either didn't take a medication that was prescribed to them or started, uh, you know, I'll take one today, maybe I'll take one in a couple of days. or And uh, over a million of those was with insulin. So these are diabetics that are not taking their insulin as prescribed because right. of the cost. It was 100% out of cost over those 9 million people. I mean, there's right. a lot more that didn't do it, but of those 9 million was because of the cost. It right. should not be that way. We're in the United States of America. We're in one of the richest states in the in the world. And, you know, regardless of all the issues we have, it's still the greatest country in the world. Yes. We shouldn't have a population that can't afford to access health care and mm -hmm. can't afford to take medications, can't literally afford to stay healthy whenever right. they have a known problem. We're not even talking about the ones that they don't know about. I mean, right, this right. would require a whole other step, right, of going right. through some of the things we're talking about today. But right. when they are, have a known problem, they can't even afford to take care of it. Right. And that's, right. that's just a shame. And there's no um, reason. And I think that our society has led people in down a path of of really not having the best health, of running a schedule that's that that's that's crazy. Uh, you know, we have to be here. We have to be there. The traffic is terrible. The foods are, um, I think there's a lot of money in making foods last a long time. They could sit on the shelf. Um, and then we eat those foods. They've got hydrogenated oils. So that's like, to me, the number one inflammatory thing that, that we do. And it's in almost everything. Um, and so we're not, our lifestyle is not what it used to be. Our soils are, de are depleted of the, of the the minerals and the vitamins that we need because of all the chemicals and all the pesticides that run off. So even if you do eat a salad, you know, if you're at a restaurant, most likely the salad dressing is made with like a vegetable or a corn oil. There's not a good oil in there. So you may have eaten some lettuce and a tomato and cucumber and some carrots and, you know, maybe some sprouts sprinkled on top. That might be the best thing on there. But those are still nutrient void. And then you've got the salad dressing that just made it into a bonfire and people don't know. And they're trying to do their best or they're getting the grilled chicken, but the chicken's been fed hormones. And, you know, it. so we get, we're, we're kind of like where our society leads us to a path of where we get insulin resistance and of where all diseases come from inflammation. And if you're, if, I don't know many people that are, over 40 that don't have some sort of autoimmune disease, which simply means that your, your immune system has become so distracted that it's starting to attack different parts of your body, whether it's the joints, you have arthritis, whether it's lupus, whether it's Hashimoto's thyroiditis, where it's attacking the thyroid, there's, there's, or the colon, whatever it is. I don't know many people over 40 that don't have some sort of issue and it's all lifestyle driven. And that's one of the things we have a little card. I don't know if I even, well, I don't have one here. I do have one to show you, but I, we're talking. So we get a little card we give everyone that tells them the best nuts, the best oils to eat. So when they go to the grocery store, because, 
you know, how can we help them if they're going back home and they're having the same problems when they open their pantry? Right. You know, so our, our whole food system has become highly inflammatory. And if we put out the fire of inflammation, I believe 95% of the disease would go away because we literally, we would cut the root off of, of the tree, cut the trunk, pull the roots out, but there's so much inflammation and, you know, and the whole diabetes thing, oh my goodness, I don't know many people who don't have some insulin resistance. I look yeah. at women at the grocery store and they, they look like they're pregnant. You know, these, especially, you know, women that are 50 ish. I'm like, is there, or they're having the sure they're not having a baby, but they look like they're pregnant. They're carrying so much weight. And it's, and it's because it's because of our diet and this insulin and leptin resistance that, you know, you've just got all this sugar going around and the, it can't get in the cells. And then you've got their, they'll tell me their feet are numb. They've got neuropathy and then their, their, their vision isn't going well. And, you know, it's, it's like, you almost have to go back to the beginning and it's a shame because our parents didn't have these problems like this. Right. They, you know, their, their eggs, their chickens had, they went out and plucked around and ate the little worms and the beetles. And, you know, I'm always, I'm, you know, we'll be driving along and I'll see somebody with farm eggs, you know, like a cooler and you leave the $5 in the little coffee can. I'm like, stop, stop. I want to get some eggs. <laughs> that's the best thing you can do because eggs are really good for you, especially if they're from, you know, a good source. Right. It's it's funny. Every time someone talks about the food situation, uh, I think about the the greatest invention of all time, right, was uh, the bread slicer. That's that's the invention, right? It, it's what's used to grade everything else. Greatest yeah. things and sliced bread. <laughs> yeah. It was the greatest and the worst invention of all time because, mm -hmm. because we had sliced bread. Now you have to keep that sliced bread fresh. How do right. you do that? Right. Now we have to figure out all of these things to add to our bread that's mm -hmm. no longer just bread, <laughs> but all of these additives to keep it fresh uh, yeah. because it's not naturally fresh anymore. You're not buying bread every day or two from the corner bakery. Right. Uh, right. Like it's still very prevalent in Europe, by the way. A lot of places uh, you can still buy it. You, know, you can buy your fresh fruit. You, people don't buy for the week or two in Europe. They buy for the day or two in Europe, typically, uh, when we were blessed enough to be able to travel over there some, that was something that we noted right away is how there's fresh stuff all over the place where you can right. go and buy. And we learned that that's what they do. People just shop for a day or two and then they're back out there getting fresh ingredients for their things. Yeah. But I, I really think that that's an indicator. You like the sliced bread was the, the tip of the iceberg. It was the very first thing that all of a sudden, you know, not too long after that we got, spam yeah right i'm not sure exactly yeah. what spam is yeah. but <laughs> my mother cooked it for me in a frying pan and i ended up with cancer so i'm not saying that related that helped but that was that caused it but it certainly was the tang and the kool-aid i got to pick the color orange or or grape or whatever and the twinkies and the ding-dongs and the bologna sandwiches and you know when i grew up there was a shift to process foods and it made yep. life simpler and, and easier. You could buy these, all this package stuff and, and it, and it's really shown in our generation. No, I agree. Uh, you know, it, it's the, the statistics show that, right. You know, every year we hear the new statistics that it seems like more and more people percentage wise have mm -hmm. cancer, but sure. it all goes back. You're right to our generation, Jenny, mm -hmm. to, we were raised on, 
deviled ham and spam and right. bloney and all of these things and sliced bread, all of those right. things between right. two pieces, right? Uh, if you were lucky, yes, you got your spam fried. Uh, right. But, <laughs> but all of those things, because it was easier, because it seems like our generation was the very first time that all of a sudden more moms were now working. Mm-hmm. Even sure. if they didn't work full time, maybe they were right. a substitute at school, or maybe they were watching some some other parents' kids over the crossing guard or something. Exactly, yeah. it did a little bit of something that they needed that little extra help, that little extra time right. that they right. didn't have otherwise. Mm-hmm. And boy, there was the food industry ready to step in and say, "We got your back. We're going to help you out." Right, right. Really, what it is, is we need to learn to be our own advocates. We've got to read the labels and we've got to go to the farmer's market, even though you really don't have time. But I'm telling you, and don't overbuy because, you know, we. so this is the thing. We're so used to going and buying this processed food. You know, we'll buy five packages of, of roasted turkey that can you throw in the freezer, pull out. But if you go to the farmer's market, you only buy what you need for that week because it's fresh. Because I've been guilty of that. I'll go and I'll buy way too much. I'm like, I can't even eat all this salad. You know, I've got some Brussels sprouts. I have a head of cauliflower. I've got all this stuff to, to eat. And we have to really retrain ourselves um, to, to do that. Because if you feed the body correctly, it doesn't, I'm telling you, it doesn't take much to turn things around. You just have to do the right things. And and you have to put your money we're at, at, on the things that are that are really going to give you the most bang for your buck. And you have to be willing to invest in your health because people think nothing of going out and spending, you know, buying a, I mean, last night I went to a dinner, a, a ribeye was $60 and that was without a vegetable, right. you know, but people were paying it all over the restaurant. But then I asked them to get a bottle of Vita One, which is the most amazing, one of the most amazing, you know, full, um, just multivitamins that I've seen and it's $48 and they're like, Oh, I have to take that, you know, but, but they'll go spend, you know, in in an hour and a half and eat this, eat this steak that came from a, a, a meat slaughter yard. That's not even really healthy for them. So we've got to, we've got to take some personal responsibility. And so I'm super results driven and I get really upset if I can't help, you know, if what what I have to help doesn't help someone because I, I just want everyone to have the best care possible. People, the Americans, everyone deserves the best. Um, and so that's what I do is I just share a message that, OK, this is let's look at what we're looking at. This is what we're looking at. And we just I just share what I would do, whether it's, um, you know, get in the car and drive down the road. <laughs> Or it's okay, let's let's draw some blood and let's do this. And here's my little oil sheet. And I want you to put you on my PMF, PEMF bed, whatever it is, or let's go in the back and just give you a nutritional IV or dehydrated. Dehydration is 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 a huge, um, huge problem with, with people when you get older. And it can really make them feel bad. You know, and sometimes I think I was listening to a thing from Dr. Artis yesterday. I don't know if you've seen him. Do you know who he is, Dr. Artis? No, I do not. So he tested his water. It had remdesivir. It had all sorts of things in his water and at his house. And so I'm just like, okay, you know, I don't even know if I want to tell people to drink water <laughs> because he's in the Dallas area. And this, and he had a long list of things. I don't even feel comfortable saying the things that he found in his water. 
which is horrible. And, you know, so we have a nice Ivy bag comes from a medicine clinic, comes from a, hopefully a sterile place where we can just put some sterile water in you with some nutrients. But sometimes you just have to, to say, you know what, hey, I'm going to go do myself a favor. Instead of eating that steak, I'm going to go get a great nutritional IV and just bypass the digestive tract and just give yourself a boost. And we don't really think to do those things. And really, to be honest, by the time we buy all the stuff, buy the bag and pay the nurse, it's kind of a wash, but it helps people, you know, and they can get in and get out. And, and there's places all over the city that do that. I'd encourage people to just every once in a while, go and give your, get yourself, you know, especially it's so 104 degrees here you know, do that. Yeah, it, it is. It's it's very warm uh, in Texas today. It's, I'm in San Antonio. You're in, in Houston. We're both at the 104, 105 degrees today. So uh, very easy to get dehydrated in yes. this kind of weather. Uh, and it, it's interesting that you talked about how older folks can have that issue. Uh, my dad's had the issue a couple of times as he's got older getting dehydrated. And he'll tell you, he don't even know how it happened. Just all of a right. sudden, Right. He was dehydrated and didn't even really understand how it got there. Yeah, yeah and um, got confused. And because we're busy, we don't take the time to drink like we're supposed to. Or we're drinking things like coffee and tea, which dehydrate you. You know, so anyway, that's kind of my my opinion on testing is, you know, don't go out there and buy every test possible. But and you can get your blood sugar tested. At LabCorp, you can, you know, there are simple tests that your doctor can do. But when it comes to something that could take your life out, like cancer, you might consider, you know, when you're 50, getting a getting a screen, a real screening test, just to make sure that you're good. And especially if you have family members with the problem and you're walking around with that monkey on your back thinking, oh my goodness, you know, do I have this? I, my my business partner's a nurse practitioner, and for years, every time she went for a mammogram, they would call her back. And, and just, and if you've ever, if you're not, a, I guess it's like a man getting called back for your PSA, but you know, you get that call and you're just like, you have this stress and you go through your day until your next appointment, but you're walking around with this stress, which is still not good for your body. And so I told her, I said, let's just, let's just do one of these RGCC blood tests on you. And she called, we did. And she called me about two weeks later. And it's almost like I could hear her voice before I answered the phone. She was so excited. She's like, oh my gosh it's negative it's negative I'm like what's negative she goes my cancer test is negative you know all for for blood you know for a bloodborne cancer for a solid surf surface tumor and I said okay so why did it take you so long to do the test you know she goes I don't know I don't know she was because she was trained allopathically and she goes oh my gosh you have no idea how, how the relief that I feel because she had her sister-in-law has stage four breast cancer and they kept calling her back with this dense breast tissue thing and so I, what I said to her is, okay. I said, will you help me now? And she goes, absolutely. She said, absolutely. So we just help people, you know, whether, whatever it is, you know, and if we can't help you, we tell you, we'll tell you, there's a freeway right out there, drive down that way, because there are times where you need the big guns. There yeah. are times you, and we're not, a, we're not a, we don't treat disease. We focus on wellness. Um, and, and part of wellness is finding things early, especially yeah especially blood sugar issues, man, those, those can be resolved. There's, I don't see there's any reason for anyone to ever graduate from type two diabetes to being insulin dependent. There's so many things that, that we can do to help um, 
because no one wants to be stuck with a little vial or these, now they've got all these syringes and they make it almost glamorous, Harlan, where you get the little patch on you and, and you can put your phone up. I mean, they make it almost like it's fun. Like everybody wants to go get one of those. <laughs> sugar is. I'm thinking, or what, what are we doing? You know, this should not be a problem. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. You're making no, you laugh. But, but you're right. You're, you're right. I mean, I've got, I've got a friend that, we were sitting at a table, we were having a meeting and all of a sudden her phone starts giving her all these messages telling her, you know, you need to eat. And she's like, guys, I'm, I've got, I've got to go. I mean, I've got to leave this meeting right now. I can't finish the meeting. I've got to eat something. My blood sugar is telling me I'm in bed. And she was getting the notification. She wasn't telling us that yeah. she was getting them telling it was getting that way, but it finally got to like red alert. Yes. Wow. Well, first of all, why did you let it get to red alert? We would right. have been fine if you just said, hey, I need to go get something to eat. Then go. Don't yes. be embarrassed about it. I mean, I'm glad she had the thing, but I understand what you're saying. The yeah. fact that we've had to do all of these things yes, because of that. And people will call me. You know, I, I sell health insurance and alternative uh -huh. plans, but people will call me and say, hey, I want, this, you know, I got diabetes and I want to make sure I get this and this and this. So mm -hmm. make sure you put me on a plan that's going to cover those things mm -hmm. because that's their primary thing is a lot of right. times they want the little toys, right? They, right. I want to get right. my, this thing that reads it automatically that hooks right. up to my phone and then does this for me. And right. I, you know, I get it. I don't think I'd want to be having to do the finger prick all the time anymore if I didn't have to, I get right. it. Okay. But the fact that you're so worried about that, instead of get me on a plan that's going to get me off of this um, yep. is a whole different thing because we know that diet and lifestyle changes can turn that around. Sure. Sure. We, we give people, we, we do stem cell therapies and we give people infinity matrix and like we have one guy on four different insulin medications and he, and during, four times during the day, he would take his insulin. He evidently just did the short acting ones just to monitor. It worked best for him. And yep. he's down to just one time at night, you know, which is huge. That is, that's a, that's a, and has lost like 60 pounds. And we just gave him an infinity matrix, you know, stem cell therapy and, and it put out the fire and it started to regenerate the pancreas and help with some of the insulin resistance. And now guess what? He's moving. He's moving his body again because he's lost the weight. And, you know, I think sometimes if we rely on those medications, we don't have any motivation to get better. That's right. I agree 100%. And unfortunately, I think there are still some physicians out there that would rather treat the problem than cure the problem because you won't come back anymore. Right. Uh, right. And, and it may not be what they're what they got into business for, but it may just especially if you're in a certain, you know, insurance plans or you take certain that's mm -hmm. what they're going to pay for. I right. mean, they they want you. I need to see you every three months and you need to see me to re up your medication and all of that. I don't think that is the majority. I think the majority got into it to take care of you. I think sure. the majority stay in it to take care of you. But I right. believe some of them have got lost in the system. Yes. And absolutely. that's just the way it is. And that, that you know, these guys, yeah. people don't talk about this side of it. But these physicians typically get into this and they got anywhere between four and $500,000 in debt right. from the school they sure. went to. Sure. And they can't just walk away. Uh, well, I and they a have very telling stat that I saw here a couple of weeks ago 
was almost 50% of physicians that were surveyed here recently said if they knew now, or if they knew then what they know now, they would have chosen a different profession. Right, right. Well, That's and they terrible. have to work within the confines of the of the protocols of the institution they work for. In fact, this morning I asked three doctors for some ivermectin for this person I was visiting because I think it would really help them. I said, would you consider this? They can't even consider it. Can't consider it. Can't consider it. Not an option. So when the finally when the infectious disease guy came in, I didn't even mention it. You know, it's just like, you know, not even, not even, they're not even allowed to do that. And that drug is so helpful. It saves lives. You know, it it's anyway. Yeah. It was <laughs> I was just wanting to beat my head on the wall up there this morning. So so let, let's let's jump into the stem cell side of this because I know you brought it up a little bit. I, I do want to mention one more thing. Uh, you guys at Harvest Health Center are located in Houston, right? We're in Bel Air, but you know no. that's in part of Houston, right? On Six Ten Loop, right? And so, if someone is listening to this, and there's a very good chance that a lot of folks will be listening to this, and they're not even in the state of Texas. Some may be in Texas, but some of them may be in a completely different state, right? Can you or do you work with anyone outside of the state or do you refer them to other organizations such as yourself in other states? For some time, if we have someone in their state, we can do that. If not, we have people love to fly in on Southwest. We're 20 minutes from Hobby Airport and we we take up to $400 of their cost of their flight. We have somebody, two people flying in on Tuesday, tomorrow. Okay. And they're, they're just they're like, hey, we're going for our therapy because they believe I get so excited when I talk to someone who calls me and they want to invest in their health. They want what I call wellness therapy, not I've got this and I've got this and I've got this. And I'm like, what are you looking to, you know, what's going on with you? But when they tell me, man, I just don't want to, I, I want to, my knees feel good. This, I want to keep everything feeling good. And they understand that as we age, we lose that ability to regenerate like we did when we were younger. Like if you break a bone, you know, when you're, when you're my age, it's going to take a lot longer to heal than, you know, if you're, you know, in your twenties or thirties. And so they, you know, we have that happen all the time. And if we can't, you know, we'll try and plug them in with someone um, that can help them. But really stem cells are, they are the master cells of the body. And, and it's really the way it, it's really the way medicine is going, even though, you know, they, it's like one step forward, two steps back, because we're pulling against our, our old methods of doing things, which is with drug therapies. And this is a therapy where you're using a natural product, a natural thing that was made by our creator um, to stimulate regeneration. And there's no, there's no, um, like with a lot of the cancer drugs, there's a, there's a target on a certain type of gene that's expressing that, that they're trying to hit. There's none of that. It's super simple. And it's, you know, it's the way, it's just activating your body's internal repair system. Whereas, you know, people have, to, you know, I will tell you, I talk to people that go down to Panama, they go to Mexico and they'll spend 30, $30,000 sometime. I'm just like, oh my goodness. And like, well, who donated those cells? Well, they have no clue where they came from or they took their own and they grow them in a Petri dish. And that's illegal in the United States. So what happens So when they grow them, a lot of times they use human growth hormones. So you're growing all kinds of things. But when the stem cells divide, a lot of times you get one stem cell and one daughter cell. So you think you're getting back all of these stem cells that you had, which are already the age of you, 
of whatever you are when they, you know, they're not, they're not one day old cells. Like what we, we, we love, um, the mothers donate the umbilical cord blood stem cells at birth. Instead of storing them, some mothers will just donate them. Like we used to sign our driver's license, you know, and you could help someone with their, I think eight people, kidneys, heart, liver, skin, cornea. Anyway, they'll donate them. But over there, you don't know who's making the donation or you're letting them take your old stem cells, which were already in you and charge you to give them back to you. And they've also then taken them and they've, they've expanded them in a way that I don't think is healthy in my opinion, because you're going to have all these daughter cells that are already differentiated. Then you get some stem cells back and, and they, when they, when they expand them like that in the Petri dish, the science shows that they lose their honing ability to go into the body and to, and to find the areas that are pinging. It's kind of like, you know, you know, I kind of think of a ship out in the ocean and they're looking for a black box from, from a plane and they hear that ping, ping, and they're, they're honing in for that to go down and get that black box. Well, your cells do that. It's called paracrine signaling. Whenever there's something that's inflamed or hurting in your body, it puts out a ping. And so your stem cells should be called to that area. And stem cells don't go there and become that tissue. They go there and they provide the frequency and the signal to wake up your stem cells and to, and to stimulate the recreation and the, and the regeneration of that area. We used to think they actually started making a new liver or whatever, but they, they actually provide the frequency and the recipe and the blueprint because that's how it worked with the sperm and an egg. They came together, one stem cell from mom and one, one stem cell from dad, from dad came together and they they broke down and started making in that recipe, in that blueprint, which is so miraculous. I mean, the body is like a incredible chemistry factory with, with someone at the head that's saying, okay, you go become little fingers and little toes and liver and esophagus and trachea. And when you think about how the stem cells hold all of that, and these are the same same stem cells that, that we can harvest if the mother makes the donation. But for, with us, we... We're very elite. We only work with mothers that have had great prenatal care. They have to take certain vitamins. Uh, they can't travel outside the country and, you know, very limited, actually limited on vaccines strictly, but we don't want that. And, and, you know, I do that. The reason we added everything I do is because I'm results driven and because I had cancer. So I found something to help people with that. And then I almost had to have a hip replacement. Um, and we put just one injection in my hip. Took four months, but I have not had a hip replacement. And you know, Harlan, those those knee replacements and hip replacements, they don't last forever. They usually right. say 10 years, you got to go get another one. I'd like to keep what I have as long as I can have it. Um, you know, we did a gentleman's, we gave him an injection last probably a month ago. And his hip is pretty bad. You know, the MRI showed he's got some uh, anatomical deviations. And we told him, you know, sometimes it's better just to go get the replacement. So don't wait till it till you can barely walk. Call us when it starts starts hurting and let's get in there and let's let your body activate and repair. And it's so much easier. But he was determined. He said, no, I am going to try the regenerative route. So we said, okay, we, you know, there, there's no promises, but you know, if you, you understand that, you know, what's going on and, and your cartilage is basically gone, but anyway, he's doing better. I talked to him last Monday and he goes, 
you're not going to believe this, but my pain in my hip is so much better. I'm walking better. And, you know, so I never should, I shouldn't limit, you know, the body's ability to heal, but I always want to make sure people get their value for what they're doing. We had a lady, has, I don't know if any of your listeners have ever had pancreatitis. I have not, but it's a terrible, terrible, terrible thing. Um, it's very painful. And once you start getting it, it usually recurs. People end up in the hospital. And we had a lady in San Antonio that had pancreatitis. She had dark circles under her eyes. She had to be helped, you know, to walk around. We gave her just, just a, a little regenerative infinity infinity matrix therapy and you're not going to believe this but like three months later I get a call from a doctor's office and the doctor wants to know who gave this lady this therapy and told her not to take her statin drug and, and I'm like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute who is the patient and first of all we don't tell people to change their doctor's orders we never do that I said this doesn't make sense and he describes the woman to me I said oh is she the one that was so sick. She was in the hospital for, um, for 30 days and she, you know, was so debilitated. Now she's running around with her hair done and lipstick and high heels and cracking jokes. That lady, is that the one you're complaining about? <laughs> they were like, yeah, that's her. That's her. You know, you told her not to take her statin drug. I said, we didn't tell her not to take her statin drug. I personally don't think statin drugs are good, but she paid, her husband paid for her to have a therapy to see if that would help her because the medicine wasn't helping her. And he loves his wife. And, you know, we told, we did tell them that there are studies that show that statin drugs decrease stem cells capability. So, you know, like if you're buying a car, we're going to tell you, you better put the better gas in it because this car isn't going to run and get these numbers for, for mileage unless you put this gas in it. So that's all we said. Go talk to your doctor about it and, and see if maybe they let you hold that drug for four or six weeks so your stem cells can really get to working and let's see if we can get you feeling better well she told him we you know she was so sick she didn't know what we said but anyway so you have to <laughs> i was just telling you we do not limit what you know what we get to see um the whole stem cell thing is so simple it's so easy we don't make it complicated um like i said we have people who just want to do wellness we have football players we've got people who, who are chefs. We have people who are just housewives and they just value their health because they're seeing the, the great level of degeneration that's around them in the, in their country. And they're, you know, in our country, it's, it's for being the United States of America, we have a lot of, a lot of sick people here. Yeah, absolutely. So stem cells as a general rule, I think people have an opinion on it one way or the other, right? Mm -hmm. But a lot of times if they have a negative opinion, it's because of they've been told something that's not true. Or maybe they've heard something like what you just said. All they're doing is taking my stem cells and, you know, somehow right. they're revitalizing them and giving them back to me. But they want right. to charge me all of this money for it. Give me a couple of things that are, I'll say, myths or, you know, people don't understand they think it's this, but it's really that. Give me okay. a couple of examples of things that people just don't understand about stem cells, but they should. Right. Uh, one is that they think they come from an embryo or a fetus. And that is illegal in the United States. And we would never, ever participate in that. Um, another one is they think that 
the FDA doesn't, because it's not an FDA approved thing, but it is an FDA regulated thing. And they, they don't understand that every lab in this country is inspected. Believe me, they those inspectors come in and they stay for a couple of weeks. They take air samples. They take floor samples. They're swabbing the walls. And they make sure that everything is completely is completely sterile. There's no pathogens. So, to, so you have to understand this is life giving life. These mothers who make the donations are holding their baby is being put in their arms and it always has to be a healthy baby. Um, and another thing is people think, well, why doesn't my doctor tell me about this? Because it's not in his scope of practice. The only, well, nowadays you can get it paid for by insurance if you do it in a surgical suite, and which means you have to have a surgery. And a lot of times they will, like say you're having a hip replacement or a knee surgery, they'll go in and take some fat and spin it, or they'll take some bone marrow out of your iliac crest and they can do that and they can put it in the surgery site, which is actually really smart to do. Um, but I would prefer people not have to have the surgery. You know, we, I mean, we've had a few people that have had to go have surgery, but most people don't, you know, the body can regenerate, especially if you don't wait and procrastinate, you know, if you, if you hurt something, um, I, I may have told you before my pool guy fell off a ladder and he's a big, healthy guy. He owns a pool company and he tore his rotator cuff and broke three ribs and they had to resuscitate him because his lung collapsed because his rib punctured his lung and just a really bad story. And I chased him around my pool because, you know, when you have something in your hand that, that, that you can reach out and you can help people with, you want to tell everybody. So I literally chased him with his net, you know, around my pool, but come on, please let me help you. Please let me help you. You need your body. You use your body for work. You know, we have so many amazing craftsmen in this country that do roofing and do that do painting and, and do um, built-in cabinets, so many things that we all need and they need their bodies. And I'll tell you, those people understand stem cell because they know that if they can't get out there and they can't cut those angles and, and do their craft, that's that, that's, that's everything to them. Right. Um, but now I forgot where I was going with that, but I get so excited <laughs> with this whole thing. But anyway, I told, he came, he came once one Wednesday and he said, I'm not going to be here next week. I'm having my rotator cuff repaired. And I said, Oh, please. I said, look, I, I was at this point, I was ready to pay for half of it for him. I mean, it's, it's like 20, it's like $3,000 and he could avoid a surgery, avoid rehab, avoid, you know, all the co-pays and the deductible, it was going to cost him that anyway. So we did, he finally said, you mean I, I might be able to avoid surgery? I said, maybe, you know, let's give it a try. I said, why, why, what do you have to lose? You know? So we did put a CC in his shoulder, which is an injection. And six weeks later, he was calling me out, knocking on my window. You know, I'm like, what is he doing? And he's lifting his arm up high. I mean, he's still doing my pull, never had surgery. We, you know, we have another one we just did last week. So, but you know, if it's completely detached, there are times when you need surgery. There are times when you need surgery, but if you have a tear, you've messed up your meniscus, um, you just, you have a lot of autoimmune issues going on. There's so many things where you can give your body a boost. Um, and I just say, why not? After being in some of the, the, the illness positions that I found myself in, I see life a lot differently. So 
I really yeah, value I understand. And, and so if you're out there and you want to know more about stem cells, uh, there is a free download of an ebook that mm -hmm. is available at harvesthealthcenter.com. That's harvesthealthcenter.com. And that ebook is Stem Cells Made Simple. Uh, it kind of gives you some of the same information, but it, it, obviously there's some folks that just deal with things better by reading it. Uh, sure. You may want to to peruse it. You may want to look and learn more about it. And you can certainly go out there uh, to harvesthealthcenter.com and learn more about it. Now, if you are interested in potentially getting uh, some type of therapy or you want to talk more, then once again, you can reach out to Jenny. I believe the, uh, the email that they can reach out is info at harvesthealthcenter.com. Sure, or they can click. Or they can click the button and it says request a consult. I okay. as you can tell, I love to talk. My business partner loves to talk to people. We'll spend 10 or 15 minutes on the phone with you and find out and let you know. Because uh, the last thing we want is someone that's unsatisfied because we are super re results driven. And we'll tell you if this is something that can help you. Um, we work with people on, on payment plans. And, and there's nothing we do in our office that's more than $6,200 other, other than that big vaccine where we rebuild the immune system for cancer. But um, don't let don't let the price scare you. Um, I told Harlan if someone calls and they mention his name or the show, um, we'll consider them friends and family. Um, we have most of our clients are friends and family because we just, they, we love them. They bring us gifts. They bring us nuts. They bring us just, you would not believe that the, how they just love on us. And it's because they feel the love and, and they're, they value their health. So if you're one of those people that value your health, we'd love to meet you um, and help you on, you know, help you along on that journey. Absolutely. So whenever you reach out to Harvest Health Center, be sure and mention that you heard about it here on the Health and Wealth Power Hour. Uh, mention my name, Harlan Pickett, or Eagle Care Health Solutions, and you will get that friends and family discount. Uh, but yeah, don't, don't think that it's right for you until you have that consultation. And remember, that consultation don't cost you anything. Uh, if you've got very specific questions, that is the great time to talk about what is your situation. And I can... I can tell you just from the couple of times I've talked to Jenny, if she believes that you're not a good fit for whatever reason, she's going to tell you you're not a good fit for whatever reason. Uh, once again, remember, there's some people that it would be a great fit for, but maybe you need surgery, but that doesn't mean that you don't also need that. Uh, once again, as we get older, it gets more difficult for us to uh get right after those surgeries, right? To, yes. For our body to heal, the natural healing process becomes more and more difficult. This is that boost in the right direction. Uh, Jenny, I can tell you that I personally know people uh, that have gone through the infinity matrix stem cell therapy. And in one particular case, I can say that the lady uh, chose to go this direction in a therapy versus a traditional cancer treatment. Mm -hmm. no trace of cancer in her body whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, we don't ever say that we treat or cure anything. It's your body that does it, you know, and, and I have people that call me up. They say, I have MS or my, my, my mother has congestive heart failure or all these different things. And what I want you to take the focus off of, off of what the, the list of your symptoms give you that diagnosis. And if we can pull away 
and pluck away and, and remedy some of those symptoms, guess what? You don't qualify for that diagnosis anymore. So it's more about wellness and, right. and not so much about, you know, what the label that they put on you, because we see people get better all the time. Yeah. And I, I think that we've, the term wellness has been overused so much now that a lot of folks don't really understand what wellness was intended for to begin with. And certainly the wellness we're talking about with Harvest Health Center and what you guys bring to the table, because, right. you know, lots of companies now have, have a wellness plan, which uh, means you can watch a couple of videos and maybe you got a free gym membership. Nobody watches the video and no, and people might take the free gym membership, but they go, you know, once or twice a month yeah, or they right. go a bunch when they first start it. And then like always, it just tapers sure. off. Sure. But we're talking about true wellness where you're, you're working, not just putting, you know, drugs into your body to change things for you, but affecting your diet, affecting the way that you look at life, uh, getting away from uh, those processed foods like we were talking about earlier, uh, things to help your body heal itself and regenerate. Uh, early detection is part of that because if you don't know what's wrong, then you don't know how to get it right. And so I think that's very important. Uh, if you see these studies, like the one we talked at at the first of this show, that say that you shouldn't have early detection, I cannot think of a worse thing for someone to do than not know early. The sooner the better, in my opinion. I, I can't imagine. Uh, but of course, a lot of that study was talking about very invasive ways I'm sure you saw that too. Very invasive yes, ways. Right. But you're not, that's not, if, if you shouldn't have to be that invasive to find early detection. I mean, you've got a big problem if you have to be that invasive. So right. yeah, that was pretty, pretty interesting. And it, it all goes back to the root of money. Um, right. It does. Yeah. It does. So. Agree. Well, I sure appreciate you being with us today. Lots of great ideas, lots of great concepts. We have to look at things a different way. Uh, if we're going to get healthy, if we're going to stop the epidemic of diabetes, uh, hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's, all these autoimmune things that you're talking about that seem to be more and more prevalent in people that are 40 years old and older, uh, we, we've got to stop it somewhere. And yes. taking control of your life is is so important it's you mentioned something earlier that says people don't think they have time to go to the farmer's market they don't have time to make these changes well i contend that you don't have time to not do it because your time will not be nearly as long on this earth <laughs> yes, true, true. if you don't make some of these changes yeah, and enjoy it enjoy it get out and get the fresh air and and learn some new new vegetables or fruits that you can learn to enjoy that you normally wouldn't pick up at the local grocery, um, make it an adventure. No, you're right. It, it it really should be. Life should be an adventure. It should be enjoyed. It shouldn't be uh, full of uh, the, the concern and the worry that we always have about different diseases. Uh, the concern, I, I like what you said earlier about the gentleman who changed, uh, when he started changing things, all of a sudden he was able to move again. Wow. Yeah. movement fixes so many things. There's so many problems with musculoskeletal out there right now. And most of it's because of lack of movement. 
Right. And we have lack of movement because I'm sore. I'm inflamed, like you were talking about earlier. All this inflammation in my back hurts, and my leg hurts, my knees hurt, my feet hurt. Ah, no, when I go walking, I'm just I'm sore for days. Whatever it is, so I'm just going to sit here and watch my shows or whatever it is that you're doing that just makes it worse. It just keeps feeding into things to make it worse and worse and worse. So yeah, we got to take more control. Wellness is isn't has has to be intentional. Yes, that there you go. And I suggest instead of watching the television, get on your headphones or whatever. They need to be the the EMF preventing ones, but put on, put on a podcast, put on this show and listen while you go for your walk. Believe me, you'll get something out of it in more than one way. You'll, you'll get the exercise, you'll, you'll feed your heart, you'll be motivated. And the benefits of doing something like that instead of sitting and watching a movie um, is just, I can't even, I can't even compare it the two. No, absolutely. Thank you so very much, Jenny. Once again, you guys want to reach out to Jenny, then it is Harvest Health Center dot com info at harvest health center is where you can email her i'm sure there's a phone number over on the website too you guys reach out uh, find out what your situation is learn how they can help you uh, don't forget mention the podcast or eagle care health solutions or my name harlan pickett and if you're looking to work with something on those stem cells you can get that friends and family discount appreciate everyone being out there and stay tuned for next week's episode of Health and Wealth Power Hour. Y'all have a blessed week.